0: What's up, Hopper Nation? Welcome back into a yet another March Madness preview, seth how you doing?
1: Chuck, the first weekend brutal, but we had some great upsets. fairly Dickinson. I've got their jersey in the mail right now <laughs> i as I That's told amazing. you before i'm I'm buying every sixteen seeds jersey that beats a one. I was wearing the retrievers when uh fairly Dickinson won, and I gotta keep the tradition going but um, I'm ready for a couple more upsets. I don't think that the madness is done yet. Um and we're gonna get into that, but I'm
0: I'm excited for this weekend. Yeah, kind of an up and down start to the tournament for us. It started out pretty rough. We had West Virginia money line lost by one. Charleston missed a cover by a half a point. Uh so it was a tough start, but then I know we got the, the VCU St. Mary's under cashed. I I cashed twice on Creighton games, so I've been all over that. Um so kind of an up and down. We we, we made it back on Friday after a tough Thursday.
1: Yeah, the one the one thing that I was happy about is a lot of the picks that that missed, they missed like you said by a point. Yeah, we I know I was, I, I was riding Memphis pretty hard, and FAU had a late bucket, um, so we were we were close on the ones that didn't really hit, but the ones that did hit, the St. Mary's one kept me positive the entire weekend just because of how many units I loaded up on it. So that's what we're ready to do today find the find the right picks and and kind of move on to the final four. Uh, but a lot of, and we were talking about this before we even got on the pod, some good lines set by Vegas.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's where we kind of got screwed in the first round too. Like there's, these are just some well-set lines. See, a a point, a point and a half is is so valuable at this in tournaments like this when games can just so easily go either way. So that's kind of what I'm keeping my eye on this round
1: for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll start it up on, on Thursday. Um, let's go to the late night game or one of the late night games uh tennessee Florida atlantic you and i both have a different play on this game but uh chuck why don't you start us off
0: yeah so this is kind of a a spot play for me you know you know i'm a big spot guy um don't really have a ton of analytics or you know i'm not gonna drop a bunch of stats on you um to back this one up but i'm gonna it's just kind of a logical play for me so if you look at this kind of node right like it was duke oral roberts and tennessee louisiana right so Everybody was was pounding on Oral Roberts plus six against Duke in the first round and Duke blew him out And then everybody was like, okay, let's hammer Duke minus three and a half against Tennessee and then Tennessee blew Duke out Now Tennessee's getting all this love and nobody liked them at the start of the tournament I didn't like them. You didn't like them. We were talking about raising Cajuns, maybe which you know, we didn't we didn't end up taking but um, we We're we we're low on Tennessee at the start of the tournament. I'm, I haven't changed my mind I, I know they played really well against Duke. That was impressive um, but I'm going to fade the public here because the public has been struggling so far in this tournament. I saw a stat that, you know, when any anytime the, the public's super, super heavy on one side, they, they're hitting it like 40% so far this tournament. Um, there was a stat last week, uh, bo- both Duke and Kansas had like 80% of the bets and both lost straight up. So right here, Tennessee is getting 77% of the bets and I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to learn from my mistakes in the past, going on Duke um, and take FAU plus the points. I got it at five and a half. It's down to four and a half, um, but I still like it because I'm still just going to fade the public and ride FAU. FAU, you know, they've played some tight games. It just seems like I've watched, I didn't watch the Memphis game, but I saw the ending and it was crazy. And I watched the Fairleigh Dickinson game. It just seems like this team's like really scrappy. Like every bounce seems to be going their way. Like they probably shouldn't have won the Memphis game, the Fairleigh Dickinson game. They could have easily lost as well, but they just kind of... The bounces seem to be going their way, so I, I I like them to cover, maybe pull off an upset win. Um, let's let's keep the trend going of fading the the general public.
1: Yeah, Chuck, I've been on the the bad side uh, throughout this season with you on the public. I know a couple of bets I rode you. You pointed out and you said, you know, public's heavy on that eighty no, percent. I was like, no, 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 it'll something. happen. And I think you've been right pretty much every time, so I I like that play and. It kind of lines up with my play of that game too, which I think is good as is the under. Yeah. Um, specifically for this reason, FAU just played. You know, FD- FAU played Fairleigh Dickinson. Um, great Cinderella story. Love the guys. Um, they are 350th in defense. They are now going straight to play the number one defense in the nation in Tennessee. Yeah. That's a huge change. Now I think they can obviously prepare. They had a whole week but it's just a very it's going to be a very different game for them um they played a very tight low scoring game against memphis who has a top 50 defense um and like we said earlier we're not super high on tennessee their offense has been hit or miss they really need one of their guys to go off um i mean that's that's how they beat duke Because I, I forget who it was but he had like 24 points um so will they be able to go off against a pretty good fau defense as well i don't think so Lines at 130 and a half right now. I see a, I see a mid 60s game. I see a very similar game to, to the Memphis game, if not a little lower. Um, Tennessee has held their previous two opponents under 60, and that's the, the Cajuns and a, a rolling Duke team. So, I mean, I can see low 60s, high 50s type game, but I, I see Tennessee keeping it tight with, with um, FAU, and that's why I like that cover too. I think this is a close two three point game in the high fifties, low sixties. Give me that under.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're, if you're on FAU or if you're leaning that this is going to be a close one, it'll probably be low scoring. I think the only, the only way this gets out of hand is if Tennessee somehow shuts them down and blows them out at the same time, you know, like a 75 to 55 situation. Um, but I, I just don't see that. I think, I think FAU actually is better off from this rest than tennessee i think tennessee would have been riding a lot of momentum from the duke game and now they've had some time to kind of cool off and they're probably not going to be up for like it's like hey we just beat duke how are we going to get up for fau um,
1: great point
0: great point yeah so you know i think they they might be riding a little too high off that duke win and, and this is a good
1: letdown spot yeah not that not that there's necessarily a trap game because trap games in the tournament i don't think really exist but i, yeah. I think they kind of do because i mean if you look at Missouri, like Missouri definitely before that Princeton game was definitely like, oh, sweet, Arizona lost, we get to play Princeton. Yeah. And then they lost. And they might um, have beat Arizona. And even, Arizona even FAU gets Fairly Dickinson. Like they're like, oh, oh, sweet, we don't have to play Purdue. Fairly Dickinson won. They only beat Fairly Dickinson by eight. And like, I love Fairly Dickinson for the upset, but I mean, they were not a great team. And they were losing at points, uh, points in that game. They were, exactly. So I think this is kind of one of those situations where. Um, Tennessee is going to be like, oh, we don't have to play Purdue. We just have to play a 9 seed, FAU. little sneaky, pretty good defense. I think it's going to be a tight one overall. Um, Kind of moving off of that game, though, going to a little earlier game, what I think is going to be possibly the best game of the weekend, a little Michigan State-Kansas State action. We got Mr. March himself, Tom Izzo. This line opened up at Kansas State minus one. It is now at Michigan State minus two. Everyone is riding yeah. the green, and Tom is, And, Chuck, we're either going to look like geniuses or really stupid. I'm taking Kansas State. I Kansas State money line for a couple reasons. Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel. are the best one-two duo in the tournament that's left. Marquise Noel dropped 27 points against Kentucky. Coach Cal, at the end of that game, when talking about Marquise Noel, called him the small guy or the little guy or something. Didn't even use his name. You're telling me a five eight point guard just dropped twenty seven points on you. You're not even <laughs> call call him his name. They're fired up right now, one hundred percent fired up. Were our favorites now they're dogs. They see it. They know what's going on. People aren't, aren't rocking with them. Jerome Tang has done a great job. This is his first season at Kansas State. I've seen videos of that locker room. They're all dancing a little baby or a little baby. The vibes are amazing. Kansas State, even though they're a higher seed. Upsets Michigan State. I'm taking them. Taking the Wildcats to the Elite Eight.
0: Look at you going contrarian with me. Um, I know. Yeah, the, that's that's the number one reason I like this play. A little this just seem this seems like a game that that honestly could go either way. Um, and I guess the point spread is indicative of that, um, being the lowest point spread on the board. Um, but I definitely, you know, I think there's value in just taking taking the dog. I think dogs historically have done really well in the Sweet 16 rounds. Um, have to find some numbers to back me up on that but um you just you take the points i i like getting two there um everybody's high on on michigan state i i also like their backcourt though that's what worries me a little bit um tyson walker and aj hoygaard um have been solid but like you said i mean marcus noel and has been really good as well and you know, I think everybody's maybe overreacting a little bit to the Marquette win um, just because it was a seven over a two. It's like, oh, why didn't we why didn't we bet Tom Izzo in that spot? And, but Kansas State just beat a really good Kentucky team, too. I know it's not Kentucky of old, but they still have a lot of dudes, a lot more than Marquette, at least. So I like Kansas State here. You know, it seems like a bit of a toss up. So it, when it when it is like that, I think you just take the points
1: yeah another thing I want to point out here is Marquette had sixteen turnovers in that game, yeah, like they could not hold on to the basketball, and you're about to play a team in Kansas State with Noel, who's one of the best point guards in the nation. um I watched half of that Kentucky game, and in three minutes he had two behind the back passes and one between the legs pass on on the money to and led to two dunks and an easy layup. Sick. I was just like this like when he's rolling. He is the best floor general. It's like a, better, it's like a college version of Chris Paul, basically, who can shoot and hopefully he can win. Because this, we know Chris Paul winning This could be a Kemba really Walker situation. Yeah. Um, but ev- the more I've watched Kansas State, the more I like him. And I think this is a perfect spot to fade the public here. Just like you always said, Chuck, you've, you've taught me well.
0: Well, let's keep it going. Uh, the next game I want to talk about, I can't bet it because I'm in the state of Connecticut, which is tough. Um, but a, UConn's getting a lot of love right now, a lot of love. And I understand why. Um, they've looked really good. You know, we, we were a little worried about that Iona game. It was close for a while, and, they you know, they, they stomped them like they should. Um, and then they got St. Mary's, which, you know, good defensive team, a lot of tournament experience, and they also destroyed them as well. So a lot of love for UConn kind of now that Kansas has lost, um, potentially coming out of the West. I think this is a good spot to back Arkansas, man. Um it's at three and a half right now. I'd like it a little bit more if it was at four and a half if, if it gets to there. Um if there's a lot of love coming on Yukon, I hope it does, so keep an eye on that. Um, but I like Arkansas plus four and a half or plus three and a half even here. Uh this team might just be better and they're they're more battle tested, right? They just beat Kansas in a close game. UConn hasn't really played anybody that's that good, and they haven't played a close game yet in the tournament. I don't know how they're gonna react to that um they lean on um what's his name sinaga the the big guy um yeah i don't know how to pronounce it so so you know what's going to happen if they're in a close game who's going to take that shot is it is it him like do you go down low in 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 crunch time um i kind of just trust arkansas a little bit more they have more playmakers um so so give me the points i think this one might also be pretty tight so the dogs are barking man yeah i
1: mean you you mentioned playmakers arkansas has three players that could be drafted in the first round of the nba draft this year yeah nick smith jr's back he's been playing very well this team is a completely different team than they were in mid-season but i remember they were a top 10 team in the first couple of weeks of the season um and musselman's also he's been here before a great coach right. i think would this great be their player. third straight elite eight chuck
0: is that correct yeah, that's what i read yeah so and they ha- not doing it as like a one seed too they've been a you know they were four last year i don't know about the year before but they're looking for their third straight elite eight so this this is a team that has been there done that
1: yeah, I'm not again. I'm not sure if they win because I'm also on uh, UConn. I had them to a uh, bet just for them to make the Sweet 16. I have them going deep in my bracket as well. But I think this could be a an upset opportunity for Arkansas, and um, I definitely like definitely like the three and a half, but I would love four and a half. So we're we're heavy on Thursday. Um, a lot of picks. Friday Friday was tough. We were looking through the slate, uh, but we kind of have a combined pick here. It's a two team pick. Two team money line parlay, and we're we're taking um, two teams out of the same region, the Midwest region. Houston money line parlayed with Texas money line. Yeah, and I know. We kind of went went back and forth on this day, but I mean, those are two teams. I mean, we can talk about, but I don't see them losing. Miami again, um, not in the top hundred in defensive efficiency. Um, Houston has looked rough at times, but I will say that second half against Auburn, they looked like they could win the national championship. First half, not so much. But the second half, that was some of the best defense I had seen. The offense got going. Sasser's playing better after his injury. Um, and I've, I've been on Texas all year. I've been riding them. And this, that's kind of just a gut play for me. I mean, I don't, say, I don't see Xavier just because of their streakiness shooting the ball. And Texas has got such a great defense. Um, Dylan Desue had a great game last week. I don't really expect him to have such a great game this week. But Texas has so many we- weapons with Marcus Carr, Shabari Rice. I think someone's going to be able to have that big game and propel them into the elite eight.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like this play. I, you had to kind of talk me into Texas a little bit because I haven't been as high on them as as you. But um, I think all in all, I'm 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 on board. Um, Xavier don't they don't play very good defense. Uh, there's I think there's a stat right that you know if you if you want to be a national champion, you got to be top forty in offense, top forty in defense, and they're sixty fifth in defense. Um, so it just seems like a a spot where they, that kind of gets exposed finally, um, and and just like UConn, they haven't played anybody yet. They they crushed Pitt. They they crushed Kennesaw State. Even that game was kind of close for a while. So um, don't really trust Xavier. They haven't really proven anything to me. Well meanwhile, Kansas or Texas played a you know a tough game against Penn State and and got out there with a dub. So um, I like Texas here, and then obviously like I. I had Miami losing in the first round, so you don't have to really convince me too much that Houston's going to win that game. There's been at least one one seed in the Elite 8 every tournament dating back to 1979. Um I think I think here I like I like Bama and Houston both to win. I don't think that's that's a hot take at all, but um I just don't see enough from Miami or San Diego State that they could make any kind of noise against those two powerhouses.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we have it's basically two two different tables here for Thursday and Friday. Thursday is the day of the dogs. I know we didn't talk about this game, but Gonzaga at UCLA. We kind of both like Gonzaga yeah. to come out with that one. Just UCLA, I think that the player is injured out for the year. Um, and then Friday, we've got all all favorites. So it's kind of a, t- a tale of the tapes here. Um, but moving on, let's just go to the bracket here. Picking um, who do you like in the final four, Chuck? Who's your final four, and uh, is there anybody worth betting it? Any any good betting opportunities you see?
0: Yeah, so I'm just I'll just run through it real quick. Um, I this might be kind of a biased play at this point, but I'm all in on Creighton. Um, you know, I know I mentioned at the, at the top they they got me two dubs in the first two rounds, so and I think they'll take care of Princeton pretty easily, and then you know sets up a tough game with Bama for sure. But I think Nemhard and Kalkbrenner are just playing so freaking well right now, and Bama hasn't really played as as well up to, you know, Bama standards at least. Um so that that could be an interesting one. Um you're getting Creighton plus 175 right now, and I th- assuming both of those teams win, I bet that number will be lower when they actually play Bama, so you might as well if you think Creighton has a shot against Bama, bet it now. Don't wait until Creighton inevitably be- beats Princeton. I think you can take that number now at plus 175. Um going down, we talked about it, Kansas Kansas State not getting any love to come out of that bracket but they're plus 320 right now. I think that's worth a little sprinkle um just because if if they get by Michigan State, I think I think the winner of Michigan State Kansas State eventually wins makes it to the final four. I think they they win whoever comes out of that FAU Tennessee game, obviously I think FAU is going to come out, but even if Tennessee does, I'm still I don't know if they have the firepower to to match either of those backcourts and those offenses. Um so I I like you know the winner of that so i think michigan state's also like plus 270 so if you prefer michigan state in the tcu game you could take that but i think there's value on either of those teams to come out and just generally fade tennessee uh let's see I eileen gonzaga coming out of the west you, you know like i said I, I think arkansas might might have a chance to beat uconn and then i'm a little bit more confident in gonzaga just overall um so that's what i would bet if i had to um, but I I probably wouldn't actually put any dollars on that. And what's the other one? Uh, just give me <laughs> Houston. Houston and the, yeah, that Houston Texas matchup is going to be so good. I don't know, um, but I'm going to lean Houston.
1: All right, and that's a, that's a good Final Four. I know for me, I'm I'm probably I'm rocking Bama out of the uh, the South. Um, I love the Kansas State play. I think you're getting a, I think you're getting a lot of value there. I think they're right now put pl- the most underrated three C because I know a lot of people had Kentucky winning um against Kansas State. So I, there's not a lot of love there, especially because their head coach, Jerome Tang, is a first year head coach. Um but again, I really like that team right now, playing really good basketball. Um the West, I think there's it's worth a sprinkle on Arkansas. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I is an Arkansas beats Connecticut. I think they have a decent shot at, at beating. Um, Gonzaga, who they beat last year that's in the true. Sweet Sixteen. Um they are currently hold oh, on let me pull it up here. Yeah, they're plus six hundred right now. Ooh. And I think that's great value because one, if they beat UConn, right, there they'll be maybe two, three, four point dogs. So you're getting a plus 140, and then another plus 140. You parlay those. That's three plus 360, roughly. Just
0: betting,
1: and you're getting plus 600 there to win that region. I think there's huge value there. Um, That's going to be kind of my my upset sleeper pick. And then I'm taking Texas up there in Houston's region. Yeah, Um, plus money plus 190. I know they've got to be two great teams in Xavier and Houston. Um, But again, I've been riding them all year, and I'm not going to stop now. So. Give me Alabama, Kansas State. I'm going to say Gonzaga, even though I don't really want to, but I kind of like Arkansas now um, to come out of the West and then Texas. So it should be, it should be a good weekend. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited for some good basketball and get to the Final Four, um, and we can we can talk about that next week. But another great weekend of basketball. I'm sad it's coming to an end.
0: Yeah, the first two days of March or, or the March of the tournament in general are, are always so much fun, and then it just kind of will let down after that. But you know, some some maybe not so great. There's some good matchups in the Sweet Sixteen, but we could get some bangers in the Elite Eight for sure. Bama, yeah, Creighton, I'm really excited. Uh, Texas, Houston, you know, there's some potential there. They're, the teams are are there. They just need to get by some of these, you know, the Princeton's of the world um, first. Yeah.
1: And that there, there is one more bet I forgot to mention here. Um, there has yet to be an overtime game in this tournament. Oh, man. that's wow! Uh, at least to my knowledge, I'm like ninety percent sure. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I don't remember a game ever going to overtime. Um, that's why I feel like it's almost impossible to have a March Madness tournament without a game going to overtime. So there's a bet on DraftKings where you can bet. Um, if any game in the Sweet 16 will go into overtime, I don't have the exact number on it, um, like the what the value is, but I think it's should be about like plus 800 or nine. Like it's a it's a big number, yeah. Uh, so it could be worth a sprinkle for this round because I feel like some of these games, specifically Kansas State, Michigan State, Arkansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA, these are all tight spreads yeah. and they could they could go either way and they could they could end up in overtime. So I really like that play as well.
0: Nice one. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, we get some overtime action. That's a, that's an excellent point.
1: Yeah. Can't, I feel like you can't. And everyone was talking about this maybe being the craziest March Madness. I don't think it is.
0: If there's no (laughs) overtime, there hasn't been like a buzzer beater either, right? Exactly.
1: There hasn't been a buzzer beater and there hasn't been overtime.
0: That's what we were saying at the top. Like Princeton hasn't been that interesting of a 15 seed because they're just like, their win against Arizona was kind of boring. Like there wasn't a cool shot. And then they just kind of hammered Mizzou. Like, was, yeah, they're just not as exciting as like Saint Peter's was. Exactly. So
1: but yeah, I've definitely looked for that. Um but another great great week. Um to, to recap the the plays here, um we're riding the Tennessee Florida Atlantic under and then Chuck, you're you're big on FAU plus four and a half, plus five and a half, whatever it comes out yeah. at. Um Hot the props, big on Kansas State and Jerome Tang leading the Wildcats. Um, and then the the Hop the prop special, the Houston and Texas money line parlay. Don't forget about the Razorbacks, man. Plus the points were the, the oh, dogs. You can never barking, forget about the Razorbacks. Huh? Dangerous team in March right now. Dangerous team.
0: Take take the dogs on Thursday. Keep an eye out for some some chalky stuff to go down on a Friday.
1: Yeah. So tail tail the tapes, but excited for another great weekend. And uh, let's make some money this weekend, Hoppers.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, and we will see you next week. Bye.